My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Um, Jesus commands his followers to demonstrate love towards each other. It's just John 15. I'm, I'm, I'm better at listening to scripture than I am at reading. Maybe I've got a bit of a lack of a concentration thing going on. I don't know. Don't want to go to get a diagnosis because I might just be right. <laughs> um, John 15. So earlier in the chapter, uh, Jesus speaks about the vine and the vine dresser. And the fruit that it should bear. Um, so if a branch does not bear fruit, the vine dresser cuts the branch. It was Leon, Leon McEvan, we'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And Bronwyn. Man, have I been pruned the past few years. Those of you who know me from, came in this church a little boy, I think. You know, now I'm maybe still a little boy, but... I felt that I've grown. <laughs> um, out of all my friends, I think, you know, at the end of the message, we come and we, there's like an altar call, or if you have a problem in some area, come forward for prayer, and, or whatever the case may be. But I think out of all of my friends, I've been here the most. You know, if something's not right, you need to get fixed. I think it's the... Calling at the altar is quite—I hmm, learned a new word—apt. It's quite apt um, because you come to the altar to get altered. I think sometimes, a lot of times, we just need to have the guts and just—you know—something happens when you do something publicly. You know, when you step out and say, "You know, you need to forget about person down the road that knows your backstory, or person at the back knows me." And forget about that. You know. A while ago, I was speaking to someone, and, and he confirmed uh, that we make confirmed what was on my heart, and he and said that we make too many rules and regulations for ourselves when it's as simple as love God, love people, as it says, as is commanded. That was commanded to the disciples, but I think it's just as relevant to us. Um, when I asked my father-in-law years ago, 19 years ago, I asked him if I could have, you know, the thing is, the, not these days, that is the thing that we believe in, is you go and ask for your, your in-laws or your father-in-law's hand in a blessing, you know, and he, he said yes, like straight away. I'm like, yes. Day before the 13th of February, because I was going to pop the question on the 14th. I did pop the question on the 14th. Um, but he said to me, hold on, you know, I need you to do something. I'm like, oh, here comes the conditions. He said to me, you need to love God first before you love my daughter. So, of course, you know, I was in love, wanted, wanted her, wanted to marry her, and, you know, you say yes, and, but not realizing what you say yes to, you know, and years go on and you think, oh, man, you know, these things come back to you, doesn't it? Um... But then to all of us, when someone comes through those doors, um, we should love them unconditionally. Whether you know them, whether you know their, their background, you know, everybody carries something. 
some stuff, some might be pleasant, some might be real ugly. So we need to love them unconditionally. Just say to your friend next to you, unconditionally. Yes. I mean, I think that's quite relevant for the connect group leaders also, you know. Um, make a person feel welcome. Make a person feel love, loved. Um, but then it shouldn't stop there. We should carry it through to our friends, our families, at work, you know, our colleagues, wherever you go, you know. Somewhere, I don't know, but somewhere in Matthew it says the harvest is plenty. But there's only a few of us. We need to set an example out there. Next. Let all that you do is that the right slide? Do everything in love. How plain and simple is that? Paul challenges the uh, Church of Corinth, but challenges us. Earlier in the year, I served as an observer, elder, and uh, we had these monthly meetings. And there's quite heavy stuff that gets discussed there. You know, I think we, we don't know what the, what the leadership deals with. And it's obviously quite confidential, and so, so we, we can't expand on that. But um, there was heavy topics that were discussed, you know. And at the end of every meeting, the consensus is, let's love on that person. Let's love him. Send him a text. Tell him I'm thinking of you. You know, and then that will obviously come from different avenues, you know. And it's something that I totally did not expect. I would expect like a slap on the hand or, a, a, you know, getting told off or whatever the case may be. Um, and that just reminds me, not too long ago, I think I kept a the leadership quite busy. I had quite a few things that needed dealt with, uh, you know. But uh, poor old Horatio, he's getting quite abused from the leadership. <laughs> so if you knew and you don't know, that's Horatio is just a, a figment of of Andre's imagination. He likes to use a name because he can't. If you use Craig or Ben or whoever, somebody's going to be in the congregation like, is he talking about me? (laughs) All you need is love. Proverbs 17, 17. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Meaning of adversity is a difficult or unpleasant situation. Uh, if we talk about difficult and unpleasant, talk about the brotherhood meetings that we had. Man, tough. But, uh, you know, if you want God to deal with stuff, it has to come out. Um, I was a part of this course called Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, Nathaniel was the leader, a cool bunch of guys. And he did really well, didn't you, Bo? At times he had to really work hard to keep the guys together. Because, you know, different backgrounds, different accents. Guys come from, you know, all different, all different. We had issues, and I think a lot of it was dealt with. Just by the way, 
so far two baptisms is coming out of that meeting of nine guys. We're waiting on a third one. And won't look look around too much, but um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that comes out of these things, you know. Um, we shouldn't dismiss the extra courses and things that goes on outside of church. Thinking, just thinking of Susie, she's going to become. I'm sure she will become a a sisterhood leader one day. Just getting back to that. So, anyways, I don't know why I thought that, but yeah. Yeah, so at one of the sessions, Nathaniel gave this commitment speech. Like how we need to be committed. Because when you start this course, it's very important. And they lay the rules down when you start it. When you start it, you have to finish it. Um, and I think eight out of the nine guys finished it. One of the guys, is, um, he needs a bit more love, I think, and going through some stuff. We're not going to go there. So Nathaniel gave his commitment speech, and you know, he, he, when he does it, he puts his heart into it. And after that, I was too scared to miss another session. So, yeah. But Lucky, Lucky is the one that writes the material for these courses, and you know, he's got a gifting of um, helping guys to just bring stuff out. You know, he starts off himself quite vulnerable, so. You go around the room and you think to myself, man, I've got this thing. Shall I share it or shall I not? And in that session, that was the first one, we did, I don't know, it was quite a, it was a heavy day, but um, in that session, there was not a guy that didn't cry. But when I say cry, I mean <laughs> sobbing, sobbing. Oh, so dad, it's only the boys. <laughs> I'm going to see your wife like you. I don't want your wife to see you like that. Um, yeah, so he's got, a, he's got this gifting of getting things out in the open. And that's when God deals with stuff, you know. Um, not when it's in your box, sort of packed away at the bottom of the drawer. I can, if I just go through the people here, I can, two or three people, four people, that I know that will benefit from this course. Dan, Kinilau, I think my Hawaiian brother. You know, if you think this course is not for you, man, it's for you. Andres. Yes, buddy. I hope I'm making sense. But, but after this course, um, I can feel that I'm able to handle some adversity. Another story some time ago, I had an issue with my manager. Oh, did, he ha- did he have an issue with me? No, I think it was both. Yeah. Um, I took a day stress leave. Believe it or not, you get stress leave in this country. I could have that. I took full advantage of my day stress leave. Um, I'll never forget that day. I rang Andre up and I said, hey, I need, to, I need to talk about some stuff, you know. And uh, we met at the coffee shop. Yeah, it was when this... Oh, I forgot the name. Black and white. It just opened. And Andre sitting there casually, drinking his tea or coffee and having a sandwich. And my mind was, I was buzzing. Anxious. Scared, you know. And Andre was just casually saying, like, I was telling the story, issues that I was having at work. And 
he was saying we need to pray for him. And I'm like, what? I'm the one that came to ask for help. Why won't we pray for him? You know? Um, so you can see, you can see where I'm going to, uh, to with this. You know, obviously, Andre is way more experienced in these things than me. But all I needed was love. Don't play that thing. <laughs> A big sense of relief was when I started praying for him. I was like, "How's this going to help?" You know. I'm the one that's hurt. I'm the one that's going through this stuff. Why should I be praying for him? Two weeks. Supernaturally, stuff happened. Without me saying anything, I rock up to work, I do my job, I go home, I do nothing extra. I didn't help anybody. You know, I'd like to sort of do a bit of extra things around work, extra tasks and stuff. It's just how I roll and I didn't do any of that. But stuff just changed. He asked me to, he's a big paintballer, so he asked me if I want to come paintballing with him. And I'm like, is this the same person? You know? So, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. So as I close, I want to close with a quick story. Abby, Abby. Um, with our Together Together week a few years ago, um, we were fasting that week, and you know I really pushed hard into praying and done the whole fasting. I felt like I starved myself. I was hungry. Yeah. I can't. I can't go with a little bit of food. I need to. Just by the way, this shirt was way bigger a while ago. Something wrong with a washing powder in New Zealand. But um, yeah. So um, on the Friday, the day that we closed, the you know ended the week off. I got a written warning. Now, for those of you that don't know me, I, I one thing I can say about myself is I, my work ethic is. I can feel that I, I know that I carry a good work ethic, you know. Work hard. When you're at work, you work. You get paid to be there. You give it. You give them um, what they're paying for. Your boss, your company, whoever. And, man, some of the words, this form that I had to sign, the same guy I had an issue with, um, and, my, and the boss, the owner of the company, the words said something like, I threw the thing away because I didn't want it to remind me of that, that time. It said something like grossly damaging the reputation of the company. And that is so not me. It's not, never my intention. Some important parts. We made some um, stuff for a company called Shot Over. They do helicopters, cameras that get mounted on the helicopters. I was making the casing. So on the Thursday afternoon, it had to get shipped for anodizing. They put some coating on the aluminium to make it, give it hard, because aluminium is quite soft. And I forgot to send the stuff. QC them, you know, measure it up, make sure everything's good, and then they had to get shipped for anodizing. They anodized it over the weekend, 
and then the Monday morning they send it to the customer, which was in Queenstown, of course, shot over. And I missed it. I didn't send it. Paperwork and everything I left in a section of the workshop, and it was never brought through for to get packed up and, and shipped. So Friday morning, lo and behold, I come in and read the warning. That broke me, because never in my life have I got a written warning. You know? Uh, I battled to, with the thought that I gave a whole week to God and then boom, this is what happens at the end. You know, I was torn, man. So at the time, uh, Lyndon has always been my go-to. He, was, he had to deal with his, with his brother's passing, so he had way bigger stuff to deal with me, so no co-pilot. He walked, he walked a mile with me to help me, help me to work through this and help control my thoughts and things like that. But um, during this time, that's when I felt to love. And I felt like God said to me, are you done? Are you done now? Doing things on your own? Living for yourself? And I felt like him saying to me, you and me, son. You and me, son. Let's do this together. Um, So now I just want to ask a couple of questions. Have you ever caught yourself to have more love on a Sunday morning? Or to show more love on a Sunday morning that you do for the rest of the week? We need to be an example out there. Not just in here. We're here to charge our batteries. We're here to get fed. We're here to to worship and to, you know, this music, this lovely worship and stuff is only to help us to sort of get into it and to connect. Have you failed? showing someone love that they deserved or that they do deserve or need it or still need perhaps you are the one that needs that love or perhaps you feel that you don't have any love to give that was me quite some time so as Lyndon takes over um, as we do always the altar is open don't be shy but if you feel one of these questions if you feel that you don't be shy step out put your hand up come for prayer we all go through stuff from time to time we all say things shouldn't Um, we all fall short of the glory of God 